You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Hey, it's C Sparky, 5 or 1250 AM, the fan, along with our guy, Nathan Marzian, Bucks super fan. You follow him on Twitter, Nathan Marzian. You like everything he tweets out. You retweeted. The girls are chasing after him for all, all different parts of the country because he's Bucks super fan, Nathan Marzian. Uh, all right, Nathan Marzian, uh, lots to get to tonight uh, on the podcast. Obviously, Giannis, the latter incident in Philadelphia. Uh, that blew up uh, all over uh, social media. So we'll get to that lead off the show. Also, I uh, got to get to uh, Giannis and the abuse he was taken and whether or not does Giannis actually get superstar treatment like other stars have gotten in the NBA. And we'll also talk about the Western Conference, uh, a little bit different than what we normally do. Normally, we just focus on Bucks, but there's a lot of stuff going on out West uh, that Nathan and I wanted to get into a little bit and how maybe views have changed about who really are the power teams out West and We'll get to that uh, as well. Before we get to all of that, my boy uh, has been telling y'all on this Green and Growing podcast that he loves purple, loves the purple jerseys, can't get enough of the purple jerseys. All right, Mr. Marzian. So uh, rumor has it you, you might have a purple jersey. It finally came. It was about three-ish months ago I ordered it. There it is. Yeah. See, this Beautiful. is the problem. Bucks 34 purple. I say Ray Allen. That's fair. That's fair. But I told myself for a long time, I said, hey, once there's a Giannis purple jersey that exists and is real, I'm not going to yeah. get a fake Giannis purple one. But if there's a real Giannis purple jersey, I need to have it. And so I got it. So do we know anybody else that has a Giannis purple jersey? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, people are buying them. They're ever so since you they know somebody out. that has one besides you. Um, I, I yeah, don't I know one, but but you you're the only one I know. I think I only know, I mean, people on Twitter that I see that got them, but I don't know. I don't know if I know anyone personally. Are the purple jerseys more popular with men or women, do you think? I think men. You I think, think it's men. something that I think, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I personally think women are more into like, I don't know. They don't like, I don't know if they love the color like purple as a jersey. Like, I don't know. I could be totally wrong on that, but I feel like guys are more like, they like it because it's retro. They understand the history of it and all that. Right. And I mean, girls might more be just like, I don't like how it looks. I don't know. I could be completely wrong. Well, what jersey do you see most often on girls your age when you're out and about for the Bucks? Is it mostly just traditional green and green yeah, Giannis? I think, I think it's the traditional ones. I mean, it's it's Giannis usually. Um, I would say, yeah, it's more more likely the white or the green. Interesting. All right. But again, I, I could be totally wrong. I have no idea. I don't. Yeah. Well, you're sure. the one that's out and about, man. Look, I, I, I got a girl. I got kids. I got family. I got all kinds of stuff going on. Like Sunday, right? You know what I did? On, what did you do on Sunday? Let, let's let's compare lives here for a second. A Sunday. What, Sunday. What what was your day filled with on Sunday? It was two days ago. You surely you remember what you did? They played the NFL on Sunday. Yeah. A lot of that. 
Yeah, I watch football. That's all I did. I literally, that's all I do every Sunday is I, I kind of wake up. Uh, I'm usually, you know, on Twitter looking at NFL stuff. Yeah. Prepare my fantasy team. And then I just watch games all day. The nice thing about this, Marzian, is later in life, you know, providing the internet doesn't go away and YouTube doesn't go away. Later in life, you're going to be able to, you know, go back and find videos of yourself talking about this wonderful single life that you have of, I just slide on my couch all day, watch football games. You'd be like, man, I remember those days. That was 20 years ago. Remember that? My goodness. Yeah. I, I, I uh, and the family and a couple of other friends of mine, Andy Spitzer and John Lee, uh, we got together and we decided to go do our Christmas trees uh, and did the Christmas trees on Sunday. We started at 9 a.m. and got done around 8 o'clock at night or so. Uh, and we have five Christmas trees in the living room five Christmas trees in the living room. We have a Disney village that includes like 21 houses that my buddy Annie took two to three hours to put together. Uh, and then we have two four foot trees in the living room. So really it's seven total. Um, and if you follow along with me on the big show for the last couple of real years, you know, I have a lot of Christmas trees. So in general, we have now 15 trees that are up uh, and move and going in our house. That that's what I did on Sunday. Football was on the TV in the living room. Yes, we had the Bears game on. We were watching the Bears game uh, on Sunday, so we were keeping an eye on that and so forth. But I spent the whole day uh, doing Christmas trees again. The, the single life. My goodness, I remember those days. Uh, Giannis, not single. Kids like me, girls, same thing. All all, all very similar. Uh, except he plays pro sports, so he gets to travel around and have life experiences like he had in Philadelphia the other night. The question is, what do you make of the Giannis ladder incident in Philadelphia? What do you make of the Giannis ladder incident in Philadelphia? Now, I saw this uh, on Twitter, uh, the video that first got posted by the, the guy that posted it first. And you see Giannis going to shoot, and there's a ladder in his way. He goes up, says something, moves the ladder, turns around, walks back. They move the ladder back to where it was on purpose after Giannis literally said what he said and moved the ladder once. So now you can see Giannis now walk up and then shove the ladder. And he said he didn't mean, mean it for it to fall over, but it fell over. And then at that point, they got out of his way once they realized they made him mad and let him do what, what he wanted to do. What we didn't know was the Herald part of this. What did he score? One point that night for Philly. Uh, he uh, had issue with Giannis out there doing his post-game workout because, as pointed out in Green and Growing, and you know, pretty sure he listens to Nathan criticize him constantly about his free throw shooting, how bad it is. So he's like, hey, I got to get better for Marzian. If nothing else, I got to get better for Marzian. So he was out there working on his free throws to make Nathan happy. And what happens is Harold gets mad because I want to do my post-game workout for my one point I got. So I want to work out too. So Giannis is like, hey, dude, chill. It's all good. We'll work out together. You know, we can shoot together. No big deal. We got enough guys out here to help us. Like, we're good. No, no, no. Off the court you go. So tough guy. Okay, fine. So uh, that whole thing happens. Then there's another video that pops up involving Thanasis and Harold. They're going back and forth and having some not so complimentary things to say to one another uh, and what they may want to do to one another and so forth. So that wasn't necessarily very flattering. But Thanasis was trying to, you know, make it all right, I think. And Harold was not having it. A couple of things. Number one. I don't know for a fact how common it is for a player on a team that's on the road 
to do a post-workout at the opposing arena when they're on the road. I don't know how common this is. I don't know if this happens across the league every night. Like, in arenas all over the league, you're going to find somebody from the other team working out on that court. I don't know if this is very uncommon that, you know, only three, four, maybe five guys across the league actually do this. So I, I don't know how common it is. What I do know is Harold was playing tough guy and trying to throw his weight around and not let Giannis get work in. And it's mental. It's getting in his head. Next time they play Philly later in the season, whatever. It's all a psychological warfare type crap of what Harold was doing there. Kind of something that I could see Kevin Garnett doing back in the day to somebody. Totally could see KG doing that. Get off my floor. Go do it in Milwaukee. Totally could see Garnett doing that. So I think it's mental. It's psychological. It's hoping to get in his head for the next time y'all play him and maybe in the playoffs or whatever the case may be. And I'm tough guy. Okay, fine. I don't have a problem with Giannis wanting to do that. My only thing is, dude, if they got to change the floor over quick and they're, people are trying to get out of there and do whatever the case may be, whatever. Who cares, man? It's two or three free throws. Like, I know you're superstitious and you have your deal and it's got to be done specifically right to the way. Otherwise, everything, their life's going to get all screwed up. I get it. Some point, though, as you get older, you'll realize sometimes you got to let things go. Just let them go. When I was... When I was Nathan's age, man, I was angry at the world about everything. I was yelling and screaming at everybody on the radio. Now a lot more chill than mellow, and I don't have a show anymore. But that that that's that that's part of it. You learned it as you grow up. Like he could have just picked up the ball, walked off the court, and avoided all the drama. But he pressed the issue to get two more free throws or whatever the heck it was in, and created a whole scene. It was not needed. Like his life was not going to be altered if he didn't make the next two free throws. Maybe, okay, I shouldn't say that. I don't know if his life would have been altered if he didn't make the next two free throws and didn't get the opportunity. I don't, I'm going to say probably not. I'm going to say it's not Space Jam. He's not going to lose all of his talent because he didn't make the next two free throws. Now he was zapped of his talent. I don't think that was going to happen. So part of this is Harold being out of control and those workers being ridiculous. That That's definitely part of them. But part of it is him too. And I know as Bucks fans, you don't want to criticize Giannis. I get it. But part of this is at some point, you just got to walk away and be like, dude, it ain't worth it. Whatever. Y'all win. Fine. I I'll go back to the locker room. I want you my last two free throws. Y'all win. Have a good night. And, and just walk away. That's it. Now, I know Nathan Marzian is probably going to have a different take. So having said that, go ahead, young Nathan. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, so obviously, obviously I want to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to defend Giannis a little bit, but I mean, I do want to start. I, I definitely think that, yes, some of it is him losing his cool, pushing over the ladder. Like, yes, that, that, that's not like, I'm not sitting there going. I love that he pushed that ladder over and tried, like, I'm not like that. I, you know, yeah, I saw that and I was like, dang, you know, I, that I, I, it's not the best look. Um, I would have preferred he didn't do that. But once the whole story came out, you're kind of like, all right. And, and I was more going at the people who want to make him like a villain and people that act like, I mean, cause when this came out, the first initial response by 90% of the people I saw was, holy crap. Like this is, 
the real Giannis coming out and fake humble because everyone wants to tear him down and everyone's been saying he's fake humble because, you know, there's been a couple of times where all he landed on someone's, you know, someone landed on his foot when they went for a jump shot. So therefore Giannis is dirty and he's really just this terrible guy deep down. Like all these, all these people think they're, you know, that Giannis is some fake humble guy. And this somehow was like proof of it. And, oh, we finally got him on, on footage. He's fake humble. Look at this. And I'm just like, guys, like, yes, it's a little bit of an overreaction to, you know, for on his part. And it's a little bit of like, you shouldn't do that. You should probably try to keep her cool. But um, again, once the whole story comes out, you're like, it really was not that big of a deal. It, it was him just being frustrated at what had already happened. He comes out. I understand them being in the way the first time. I, I get it. He went to the locker room. They probably thought he was done. He comes out, says, hey, move. Didn't, you know, he didn't freak out right away. He pushed the ladder aside, went to take his free throw. At that point, and I have friends who work in, as like ball boys, team attendants on the floor, stuff like that. I have people who you know I know who worked in Fiserv, and they always like they have they told me after this, they said, We are told like you don't mess with what the players are doing. If the players need the court, you get off the court. Either and, team. Yes. Right? Not just the Bucks when you're at home. Yes. No, correct. Even because if it's the Golden State Warriors and Draymond Green walks out and wants to do extra work. Yeah. They're not like bellying up to Draymond and going, no, you're not going to be allowed to shoot. Yeah, no, they, I mean, they, they, they specifically said there's been times guys want to shoot. I'm, it's not super common, but right. it's not like completely uncommon. They said there's times guys want to stay after and shoot and we're supposed to help them. We're not supposed to, you know, oh, courts, you know, courts closed. We're trying to close it off. Like to me, and I don't know if this is wrong to say, I, I have a problem with like these people would not be doing this if it's not for the players. Like I, and so the players to me are, what makes the whole thing go? The players to me are kind of like the boss of the whole situation. If the player needs the court, you get off the court for a little bit. Like I, I'm, you know, I, that's just, that's my take, especially if it's Giannis. Like, I'm sorry. I mean, a player, like, even if it was I, to me, even if it was the last guy on the bench, I think you say, Hey, this is the guy that's, you know, they're the players. Like they are the ones that make this whole operation run. I'm going to get off the court for you. Yes. Giannis absolutely could have waited. And, you know, again, I, it, Looking back on it, I'm sure if he had thought super deeply about it in the moment, he could have been like, okay, I'll wait. It'll take two seconds and they'll, you know, it'll go down. But he was already upset about what had happened. He's not going to sit there, you know, in the moment, he's going to be a little bit frustrated. And at that point, as an arena worker, I think you have to say, hey, okay, he asked me to get off the court. I should get off the court and let him shoot his free throws and, you know, stay late a little bit. Because again, as I've been told from people who work for Fiserv or for the Bucks or whatever, they said there's times they have to stay late and because a guy's shooting or you're kind of inconvenienced because a player wants to get extra work in. That's part of the job. Like that's, that's, I mean, you are like, you have to kind of be secondary to the players. I mean, that, that to me is how it is. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So this is, I was, I was disappointed with Giannis a little bit, but to me, it it was not at all a big deal. Okay. So a couple of things here. Um, Number one, sometimes, you have people that are on that court that have families and have obligations at home and so forth. And they're expecting to be done with their deal and home in order to get all of this done or whatever the case may be. So now they're inconvenienced and they don't want to stay late, especially now for some guy that's not even on their own damn team. So it's like, yeah, no, you're, you're going to set us back a half hour because you want to come out here and shoot free throws. I don't think so. We got to go and you can get on the plane and go back to Milwaukee or whatever the case may be. Cause see, Nine out of 10 times, most people are selfish and are about themselves. And in that situation, that's what you had a lot of. You have a lot of dudes going, it's about me. But guess what? It was selfish on Giannis. It was about him too. That, to me, that that's what it is, right? And I understand what you're saying. You're saying is, 
if they're not there, there is no NBA, right? And if there's no NBA, then you all don't have jobs and so forth. I get it. I understand that. But when you're working there and you're in Pfizer Forum, I don't necessarily know if you're older, you think that way. You think it's a job. I work from this time to that time, and then I'm going home. And yes, you may like what you do, but still at the end of the day, it's a check. You're getting paid, and you want to move on. Now, it's different if that's Philly, and it's Joel Embiid out there. He wants you free throws for an hour. Hey, no problem, Joel. Whatever you want, buddy, because you got to deal with this guy every day. You act off Joel Embiid, he's going to make your life a living hell, or maybe he'll get you fired because you wouldn't let him shoot free throws. But when it's a guy on a road, always getting fired over this. Nobody's probably going to be talked to. Hey, man, guys want to shoot. Let's not let's not get in their way. Just let them shoot. So they'll be talked to. But there's not going to be anything else that comes out of those for those for those 76 or workers. But if you do that to one of their own players, then, yeah, maybe you'll lose your job over it. Maybe you'll get suspended. Whatever. You'll be in a heck of a lot more hot water than you would be otherwise. I am glad to hear what you said about, you know, friends of yours that are there and how they're taught at Pfizer for that makes me feel better because that means the Bucks are doing it the right way. They're teaching the right way as far as how you're supposed to, to uh, deal with this situation. But, but again, if I'm Bud, like I'm talking to Giannis, like we're going to have a conversation, you and I, about this. Like I'm not going to sit here and yell and scream at you or whatever else. But next time this happens, because now you, you – let me see if I'm right. We'll see if I'm right. We'll see if it gets publicized. Somebody else is going to do this again. I promise you. Somebody else on the road is going to step to him to see if they can get a reaction and can see if they can get it to go viral, like what happened in Philadelphia, right? Pick a road city. Somebody's going to try and do it and to throw him off one way or the other. If that happens again, will he walk away or will he push forward and try and get his way again? That's when we're going to see did Giannis learn and mature and move forward, or is Giannis in the superstar mentality of, I'm going to get what I want because I'm Giannis, and that's how this works. That, that to me, is kind of the gist of how this is going to work because the guys in Philadelphia, we don't know the names of the people on the court, do we? I don't know their names. I don't know their, their track record at their job. I don't know their family members. I don't know any of that. I'll never see them again a day in my life. I couldn't pick them out of a lineup if you put them in front of me. If I said, if you said, name the person that told them no that was moving the ladder back in front of the hoop, I couldn't identify them. There's no chance. Most people move on with their lives. Giannis, on the other hand, is we're still talking about this, and that's a couple of days after the incident doing the Green and Growing podcast. Download it today. Honestly, Spotify, Google Podcasts. If you're listening in Philly, we're, we do it a couple times a week, Tuesdays, Thursdays, hosts Wednesday and Friday mornings. We'll probably talk about you a lot as we get closer to the playoffs. But see, so they're out of it. Giannis is still in it, and Giannis is going to be in it. And this, watch, this will come up again in the playoffs when they're on network television, this incident, especially if they play Philadelphia, they're going to show the video or go through the whole thing again. The national media is going to get their shots at him again. It's going to get all rehashed. He's got to go through it all over again because of him simply not wanting to walk away in the moment. So if it happens again, I hope that he's learned his lesson and walks away this time because say what you want. He's going to be held to a higher standard than Joe Schmo working for an arena. See, I don't, I, I, again, I, I agree that yes, he went overboard. I think it was, you know, I don't have a problem if let's say Bud wanted to talk to him and say, Hey, don't do that again or whatever. Like, I don't have a problem with that because I do think, yes, he went a little bit overboard. You have to push the ladder over. Okay. I don't think though, I disagree with you just in the sense that I don't think if this happened again, he needs to walk away. I don't think, 
I do believe I, I agree with him that he has the right to stay after and shoot if he wants to stay after and shoot, whether it's on the road or at home. I think as a player, if you want to stay after and keep working on your game a little bit, I mean, it's one thing if he's staying two hours after the game. I sure. mean, there were there were tons of people still there. The crowd hadn't even been let out of the arena yet. Like there was tons of crowd people. That's who filmed the whole incident. So if there's all those crowd people still there, why couldn't a player stay after and shoot? Sure. Especially when the Sixers players are on the other end of the court shooting. So yep. to me, I have I, I think Giannis has every right to want to stay after and shoot and be upset. I just would want to see him, you know, if he gets upset, not react that way and more, you know, if he wants to argue and say, Hey, let me shoot, let me shoot. That's one thing, but I just disagreed with him pushing over the ladder. But um, yeah, to me, I, I just think, yeah. And again, you know, knowing people that are in this type of business, they, they have said, you know, you, we, we help the players shoot you, you, the players kind of come first. And if I'm at my job and I had to, you know, if my boss basically tells me I, I stay after because I have to do something and you need to help me with it. You're staying I mean, after and you're helping him with after. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to sit there and I mean, sure. I might be a little bit like, oh, you know, but I'm not, I'm going to do it. I mean, that's, that's how yep. it works. Yep. No question. All right. Question number two, we stay with Giannis. So now we move on to the next game. We have Portland and those off uniforms are God awful. Can I just say it? those PDX were all awful uniforms. Did you like those alternate jerseys? Um, They're all right. I, I, I think that with the blue court, they're a little too it's too much blue for me but i was i was listening to the the radio call and they were saying the portland uniforms look like phoenix uniforms because of the oh PM wait are you, are you talking about the are you talking about the portland ones portland yeah yeah oh portland. sorry i must have spaced out for a that's second. okay i thought yeah. you were talking about the, i thought you were talking about those blue bucks ones no 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 the portland ones the i, I, I don't mind or the, whatever i don't I actually don't mind the portland ones i Ugh. i think they're all right you put the abbreviation of your airport on your jersey. That was what you thought was clever. That's, I don't know. I, I think it's know. a little bit. It's a little bit different. I think oh, it's, it's different. Not, I don't like that. It's it's not. Some of these jerseys are too much. They're too. I feel like there's like too much going on. These ones at least were somewhat simple. Yes, that, that they were simple. Simply stupid. Uh, okay, uh, let's move on. So uh, so we go to that game. Giannis um, was abused. Would that be the correct term? I don't know. Um, and the referees really didn't do much about it. And it's not the first time we've had incidents where Giannis was overly uh, abused or people were being overly physical with him and there weren't fouls called on the other team. Now, Giannis goes to the free throw line a lot. So let's not act like, oh, poor Giannis, he shoots three free throws a game. That's not the case. He's always going to be among the league leaders in free throws. Him and James Harden and D-Wade back in the day when he was here. Um, so those guys are always going to find their way to the line. Now, for years when I did the post-game show after Bucks games, we talked about, listen, if you get a superstar, you're going to get the benefit of some calls because they're going to take care of the superstar. So ever, all these calls you're complaining about with Kobe, with Michael Jordan, and these guys, you're going to get those calls for your superstar when you get a superstar. And I think sometimes he does get some superstar treatment a little bit where it's some ticky-tack crap that they call and it benefits him and the other players are like, what in the world? I barely touched him. But I think also there are a bunch of times where he gets mauled and they look the other way and walk away and don't call it. But if you look at bigger physical guys like Shaq and so forth, those guys got mauled night in, night out and hardly ever got the calls because the thinking is they can just fight through it. They're big enough. They're physically strong enough. They can just fight through it. That wasn't hard enough or whatever the case may be. Now, in that 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 Giannis-Portland game, the guy almost had the guy in the headlock. Giannis in a headlock, it looked like, as you watch the, the slow-mo of it or whatever. 
It was looked horrible uh, in the moment. I'm sure it felt horrible to Giannis in the moment as well. I don't know if he gets superstar treatment, right? And that's that's what we're asking. You know, is Giannis getting superstar treatment? Is he not getting superstar treatment? He's the best player in the damn league. So he better be getting superstar treatment, but I don't feel like he necessarily is maybe as much as he should. And maybe that's me as a Bucks fan being a homer to a certain degree, but I don't feel like he gets enough of the superstar treatment. He's got a ring. He's won a championship. So don't come at me with, he hasn't won anything because he's got to win something before he gets the treatment. He's won a championship. He's won every award known to man. So he's done everything that merits getting the love from the referees. And I just don't know if he gets it enough, man. Yeah. So you, you kind of said it already where you said, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit up here and say Giannis doesn't get any calls and he's, you know, officiated so unfairly because he gets plenty of calls. He gets to the line a ton, but my issue is, I mean, he's a very hard guy to officiate. Obviously he's constantly driving to the paint constantly. You know, there's contact yeah. happening. There's going to be times they miss it. There's going to be times they call it. And there really wasn't anything there. Like it's going to go both ways. And I think it does a ton. My, my issue is with stuff like, you know, it happened with that Portland game, as you said, where the guys basically got him in a headlock and it happened on Friday night with Philly where Embiid on a fast break literally just, I mean, basically takes his arm and just elbows him straight Dead. in the chest. Yep. The fact that Giannis is big and doesn't, and, and he doesn't, Giannis flop. does not flop. He, he like, he's kind of made in his mind, like he just doesn't choose to do that. There's guys that like Embiid that are big, but still choose to flop. Giannis is big and does not choose to flop. And instead he's the one kind of dishing out the contact. A lot of the time, you know, you can, you can hit Giannis and you're, and he's not going to move. And to the ref, that looks like, oh, it's a normal foul. But really, he took a ton of contact on that. That is a flagrant, you know, should be thrown out of the game type of play. But since Giannis doesn't move, since there's not some big fall or like big overreaction that, you know, some of the other guys might flop and, and do to get a, a, you know, oh my goodness, that's a flagrant too. It doesn't get called a flagrant too. And this happens a lot where it's like just because he's bigger. The context seems like it's less, and so, okay, we're not going to call that a flagrant two, or sometimes, you know, the uh, it might not even, you know, they might not even call the foul or whatever, and that's where I have a uh, an issue with it. I'm not, I, I think it gets plenty of calls. I think, um, you know, again, they're they're going to miss calls. Like he he's he's in the paint so much, as you said, with guys like Shaq, like they're it, they're not going to be perfect. Um, I mean, honestly, I think if we're just going on, you know drawing contact i think every single drive he could get a foul call yes agreed. but again my my big issue comes when he takes serious hits that for other players would cause them to be just because they're smaller would cause them to fall over and probably be a flagrant two or a flagrant one for Giannis, they're a common foul or a flagrant one because he's bigger you know i think um and we'll see if this continues i, I have a feeling that the game plan now for teams are to be overly physical with this Bucks team and see how they respond to it and, and see how everybody responds. I mean, Abaka, you had his incident in that game, uh, and they were being super physical in that game. It was getting, uh, I think, a little chippy back and forth. And that's Chauncey Billups. I mean, that's a former NBA player. Like, okay, you're a superstar. Sounds good. We're coming. Let's see how you handle it. And I think that might be the the strategy now of how people are going to try and go at the Bucks. Like going to be overly aggressive and see how the Bucks handle it. See how they handle that physical style of play for four quarters of getting beat and bang on. Yeah, you may you may win, but you're going to know you went through a fight. And we're going to try and do that to you each and every night because 
When you get to the playoffs, you get Philly. That's going to be a physical series. If you get Boston, we know that is probably going to be a physical series, right? You're going to have that in the playoffs. And I think now, instead of just looking at the box and going, okay, well, we'll line up and we'll play them. And it's another regular season game. Since they won the championship, I don't think that's it anymore. And then on top of that, Giannis has a target on his back because he is the best player in the league. So guys want to step up and do something against the best player in the league. Then on top of that, as we talked about in the last podcast, he likes to go up and try and contest dunks and do all this fun stuff. So now guys are really wanting to dunk on him and all this so and so forth. I, I just, for me, you can say whatever you want about the rest of the league. I don't think Golden State gets what the Bucks get. I don't think any team in this league, maybe the Nets were, but that's done. I think the Bucs have the biggest target on their back night in and night out in this league as far as guys that want to come and beat them, stick it to Giannis, be overly physical, and take it to them. More than any other team in the league, I think this Bucs team has it. And I don't like making this comparison, and I shouldn't, and I'm going to get flack for it when I make it. But it feels like Giannis is kind of getting that Russell Wilson tag to him a little bit. Like, he's fake, don't buy it, don't believe in it, this is all crap, this ain't who this dude is. You know, Russell Wilson, oh, I'm doing calisthenics or whatever the hell he was doing on a plane from overseas or whatever while everybody was sleeping. Shut up. Nobody cares. You want to do that stuff? Fine. Don't be bragging to me about you were doing this stuff while everybody else was sleeping, all that nonsense. So people don't believe half of what Russell Wilson says or are sick of hearing what Russell Wilson says about how great he is. Giannis doesn't do that stuff, but... Like you said, the community, the fan base wants to tear down their 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 superstars and then build them back up the way they want them. That, that's normally how it goes. The only guy that really didn't have it happen to him per se was Michael Jordan. And that's only because there were no talking heads on TV. There was no social media, none of that. If that existed, Jordan would have been under the microscope early in his career for not winning in the playoffs, being a ball hog, taking all the shots, da-da-da-da-da. He would have had it the same way a lot of these other guys have had it. So he got out of it, as did guys before him. But right now in today's society, this is how it goes. And now we'll see if Giannis can handle it, and we'll see if this team can handle it night in and night out because I think they are the most targeted team in this league right now. Yeah, and you said that um, you know teams want to be – you know, when they see the Bucks on the schedule, they want to be physical. They want to try to wear them out. But I do think that goes the other way, too. I think Giannis wants to wear those guys out. I think he goes into the game saying, I'm going at them every single time, and they're going to have to either follow me or they're just going to get they're going to get sick of guarding me. Because in a playoff series, too, like I think we saw it in the in the Boston series, you know, we didn't have Middleton, we didn't have Middleton. So it was just Giannis going at them time and time and time and time again. And I think those players just got like I, I, they were, you know, they were just happy to get out of that series. The Celtics players, and I think afterwards, you kind of like some of them, you know, they said, hey, "Giannis is the best player in the world" and stuff, and they just were like, "I don't want to have to go through that again." Like I, right. it's just such a, it just wears them out having to guard him and you know deal with the contact and deal with getting called for fouls all the time and um, you know, there's nothing else you can really do besides follow him a lot of the time and it's just taking so much abuse. I think, I think it goes both ways. So I, I. I don't think the Bucs are going to have a problem if teams want to be, you know, hey, we're going to try to be physical with them. Because I think Giannis embraces that and says, like, bring it. I'm, I'm going to come at you even harder and we're going to, you know, f- cause fouls and just wear you guys out. And you're not, you know, because guys just get like, I always think I'm like, if I was a defender on another team and I had to guard Giannis for the whole, I, I would hate that. Like, that would yeah. absolutely suck because no matter how good you are at it, 
you're going to just have, it's just going to keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. And eventually you're going to get worn out. Eventually you're going to just break down. And it's like, I, I think Giannis knows that. No doubt about it. Uh, reminder to everybody, we got the 16th annual fan toy drive coming up uh, starting next week, Monday, November 28th. You can donate, donate online. If you can't make it to the toy drive, if you're listening to other parts of the country. Obviously and you can get to a uh, Blaine's farm and fleet in Oak Creek there on Ross and right off uh, 94. Uh, but you want to still help out for children's Wisconsin and Robin's nest, which is like a, uh, foster care arm of children's Wisconsin and donate online 1250 am the Otherwise come on out, see me. I'll be out there pretty much every day. Uh, mostly every day. Well, every day for sure. Six, eight to six P I'll be in and out for the most part. I'll be there for uh, most of it. Uh, and uh, come say hi, brand new toys, not gently used, not used brand new toys. I was just at Toyland at Blaine's farm and fleet. It's gigantic. It's amazing. And I always say, Hey, you have kids, have your kids. Come to Blaine's Farm and Fleet and buy a toy for kids less fortunate than them that are in the hospital. Kids buying for kids, man. It's super powerful. A lot of families over the 16 years have made traditions of bringing their kids every year and buying a toy for another kid their age. And it's awesome. It's a great tradition to start around the holidays. And uh, your kids will always remember it, guaranteed. Uh, so there you go. So again, Blaine's Farm and Fleet, Oak Creek, 16th annual fan toy drive for Children's Wisconsin. Hope to see you guys out there next week, Monday through Friday. All right, last topic. I got a few minutes left here. Uh, has your view of the NBA Western Conference changed since what it was prior to the start of the season? Nathan Marzian, you're first. I, the West is so weird right now. I mean, coming in, I kind of just figured, okay, it's going to probably be Golden State, maybe the Clippers, um, and you know, the Suns will take a little bit of a dip. The Nuggets are good, but... I, you know, we, I haven't seen it in the playoffs from them yet. So you got to, you know, you can't really believe in them yet. Um, thought probably the Grizzlies will take a little bit of a step back. There'll be some teams that are good and fun, but again, like you're not going to be able to trust them in the playoffs. So it kind of just seemed like, okay, Golden State's probably going to be the team that comes out of the West right now. I mean, it's just a, a cluster of teams in the same area right now. The difference between one and 10 is two games and the difference between one and 12 is four games. I mean, we're seeing some of these teams fall to the bottom that we kind of expected Rockets, spurs thunder a little bit, like falling towards the bottom of the standings. But I mean, the jazz are still really good. They're number one in the West, um, which has been a shock. And there's just no other teams that are, there's no team that's really separating themselves. There's no team that's, you know, really just making a splash. Um, I think in terms of outperforming expectations, it's the Jazz and the Kings, but neither one of those teams. I mean, I'm not. I'm not thinking they're going to make it out of the West or anything like that. Uh, I, the Kings are my second favorite team. I absolutely love the Kings, but I'm with um, you. I, you know, I'm not. I'm not picking them out of the West or anything. Quinn I Casey think, just said for the Pistons that he thought the Kings were the best team the Pistons had played at this point of the season. I think they're really good. I mean, they're fun offensively. Their defense needs a lot of work, but um, you know, I, I again, they're fun. They're 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 playing well, but it's like I, in terms of teams that. I'm like, wow, that team like legitimately looks like they're you know gonna have a good shot to win it all. I don't, I don't know who I see out west. I'm still taking Golden State. I haven't changed. I mean, I I'm, know they got their stuff going on right now. Whatever, it's a long season. Those young guys are gonna get better. They're gonna figure out the chemistry crap if they have any chemistry issues whatsoever with Draymond and all this nonsense. They're gonna be. The, I still think they're the team at the end of the day in the West that you're gonna have to beat in order to go. And I love me some Denver too. Um, but again, they've got to stay healthy and be on the same page and so forth and see what they do at the trade deadline. Those are still my two teams. As much as, you know, Utah's playing well, and we talked about this before, like 
if I if I'm Danny Ainge, like there is no chance Lori Markinen is on this team past the trade deadline. There is no chance, and you know what? If I'm all about getting Wembyana or Scooter, if that's what this is all about, and why you tore it down the way you tore it down, then there's no way you can go forward with Lori Markinen. And God forbid you make the playoffs or something crazy, and then you're not even ha- you don't even have a chance to be in the lottery to even get the next best player in the last decade or whatever they're calling this kid. Uh, then yeah, no. So I think Utah blows it up even more to make sure they don't get to the playoffs uh, before the end of the season. So I don't think they're real just because I don't think they'll let them be real. Uh, they'll take it. They'll take the pieces away from them to make sure they lose at some point. Uh, and then, uh, you know, you look at those two teams. We talk about the Mavericks. I don't buy Jason Kidd in the Mavericks. I mean, I'd love to because of Luca and all that. I, I just don't think they have enough to go win the West at this point, Nathan. Yeah, I completely agree. They, they've never just been able to put a, a really good team around him. And looking at, I mean, with the Jazz, this honestly could end up being best case scenario for them because their guys look like, you know, they look good right now, number one in the West. Their guys have a a lot more value than they did at the start of the year. And as I said, I mean, every team's kind of in the same spots. They're only four games out of 12th spot right now. So they can, you know, this isn't like, oh, we've, you know, we're already so far ahead of those teams at the bottom where there's no chance of us tanking enough to get down, you know they could easily get right back down to the bottom. So this could end up being actually good for them. What about the Clippers? They, I, I do. I do think the Clippers are in my top two still. I, I don't, I don't know what to think about golden state. I got to wait a little, a little bit because the defense and the depth look really bad. And those are two huge things. Um, then they can't win on the road. So I, I got to wait. I'm not, I'm not sold on them just being completely fine and they'll figure it out. I think they'll, I think they will still be, you know, a, a, in the playoffs and up top five seed and everything but i don't know i there's still things that i got to see them fix before i'm you know as confident as i was before phoenix is good I, but again i don't I, I don't think i'm picking phoenix out of the west i would if i had to pick a team i'd probably say clippers still right now um yep, pelicans, I'm, st- I'm still golden state so so we're neither one of us have changed i think the pelicans i think the pelicans could be a sleeper though i like the pelicans man i told you this earlier in the season Yeah, you did yep and you're all over the pelicans yeah, they got they just have depth. They're playing well on both ends. And yeah, I just I don't know. I think they could be someone if if like let's say, you know, Golden State doesn't figure it out. Um, and none of these other teams separates themselves, like they could be someone that man, it would be a hell of a story. Going. Zion Williamson goes from not playing to an, in, into an NBA finals. That would be one incredible story to tell to everybody if if that were to happen. And the Nuggets and the Nuggets have been, you know, kind of injured. So I don't know. We haven't seen them completely yet. I, I, you know, it, it might take some time for some of these teams to really show what they what they fully are. But right. right now, it looks like right now it definitely looks like the East is the the more powerful conference. I guess if you know from the top, because Bucks, Celtics, Cavs are the three best teams in the league right now, and they're they're all in the East. So yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll see how this all plays out. I think the Bucks are probably the best team at this point, and yeah, we'll, we'll see going forward. And because again, no Middleton, you got Connaughton back. Which, by the way, took in eight in a Bochamp's minutes. I'm not a big fan of that, but we'll see how this plays out going forward. Uh, yeah, wait, quick, wait, really quick. Why? So, so Wara played like 18 minutes, right? And then Bochamp. Oh, they're loving. Some, they're loving some Jordan Wara right now. He's playing better. Yeah, I mean, he, he's I'm, played, I'm not he's saying he right. doesn't. He deserves the minutes. Like he, he's, he's earned his way to get these minutes. I'm not sitting here slamming butt saying, "Oh, he should be playing." But we, this is what we talked about. When guys got healthy, how was this going to impact certain guys? Who was going to fall out of the rotation? And Early indications are both champs can be the one that's not going to see the floor. So we'll see. Hey, it's one game. We'll see how this all plays out. Uh, Nathan, Thanksgiving plans as we wrap it up. Are um, you a turkey guy? 
Huge turkey guy. I love Thanksgiving food is awesome. I'm I'm gonna oh, go. Good. We're going Something to my great. yeah. We're going to my cousin's place and having a little extended family thing. Gonna eat some eat some food, hang with some family, and watch a lot of football. So favorite and Thanksgiving side college basketball too. What's up? Favorite Thanksgiving side mashed potatoes. Should the NBA have games on Thanksgiving Day? No, nah, I think they can let it be for uh, football. I think I don't think the NFL should have games on Christmas. I think Thank that you. should be an NBA day. NBA Thank thing. You. And you know what? The NFL don't give a damn. Yeah, no. Because we're king. Too bad that you've owned this day forever. It's now going to become our day. I yeah. love the NBA on Christmas. Absolutely oh, yeah. love that, it. That's and, the, best. It's the best. And it's been ruined by the NFL now. So yeah. it is what it is. I agree with you 100%. Thanksgiving should be the NFL. Christmas should be the NBA. Just agree and let's move on. But. The NFL wants to dominate everything. He is Nathan Marzian. Follow him on Twitter, Bucks Superfan at Nathan Marzian. And of course, me at Sparky Radio. We'll see you at the Toy Drive next week. Uh, we're only doing this one podcast this week. So you should check it out. Also, if you missed uh, the interview I did with Peter Fagan, that special bonus podcast of Green and Growing, make sure to check that out. That's a lot of fun. Talks about the cream colored jerseys being banned by the NBA. We get into talking about this new store that uh, the Bucks and Amazon are doing. I five serve four. We get into NBA demographics. We get into uh, pricing of tickets and so forth uh, at Pfizer Forum and stuff the Bucks are working on to try and get more affordable tickets for uh, families and stuff to be able to come to basketball games moving on. A lot of good stuff from Peter Fagan, Bucks president. So go check that out as well. Again, all the same spots you find Green and Growing because it's a Green and Growing podcast. Uh, we're talking Odyssey. We're talking Spotify, Google Podcasts, all those fun stories. And, of course, Apple. I always forget Apple because I don't own an iPhone. But, yeah, Apple uh, as well. Nathan, have a good Thanksgiving, buddy. You have Android? You have an Android? Yeah, buddy. Android. Mm-hmm. It's tough. That's Never tough. owned an iPhone in my life. Never will. You can mark that yeah. one down and say iPhone is king. iPhone is king. Yeah, until they kill your phone on purpose, and then you have to buy another one. How many <laughs> years did that happen? Uh, he is yeah. Nathan Marzian, C-Sparky Fiverr. Have a happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Toodles!